0: Welcome to the Chicana Motherwork Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our show. We are a collective of Chicana PhD mother scholars, artists, and activists. We created Chicana Motherwork to amplify the lived experiences of mothers of color within and outside academia. Together, as the Chicana Motherwork Collective, we theorize, write, organize, mother, and create spaces for communal healing and care out of our shared belief that the labor of mothering is a transformative act. Porque sin madres no hay revolución. Welcome to Chicana Motherworks, episode number four. It is an honor today to dedicate our episode to the Standing Rock Water Protectors and indigenous women who are leading this movement in North Dakota, we wanted to take some time to have this bonus episode in light of the last few weeks of the unraveling events in this country uh, with the recent holiday where our children are still being taught the sanitized version of Thanksgiving where a particular narrative is taught And at the same time, we have indigenous peoples fighting for our mother, fighting to protect water. For all of us, it's a collective struggle. And so we are excited and very honored that we're going to have some guests um, guests on our show tonight. Uh, One, we're waiting for their call. They may not be able to make it given the unfolding circumstances there at Standing Rock, she's still at the camp. And our second caller um, will be here shortly and as she's recently returned home to Teos, New Mexico. And so we're excited to be here to share this information and stand in solidarity with our water protectors. Also, I wanna send a big thank you to my friend, hermana Ray Paris, for connecting us with these amazing human beings, water protectors, and for being on our podcast tonight.
1: All right, so now we're gonna begin our interview with uh, Emilia Luhan. Uh, She is currently at um, Standing Rock and she's going to share um, her um, experiences there at the camp, um, motivations, and um, she's also gonna share, um, hopefully a song towards the end of the interview. And um can you tell us a little bit more about yourself?
2: Yeah, I am actually back home. I arrived here um back home a few days ago. But um I am a Native American woman from Taos Pueblo. My name is Emily Aluhan. I am twenty two years old and recently became a proud water
3: protector.
1: Okay, beautiful. And can you tell us um some motivations about um about going to Standing Rock?
2: I was inspired by my father, Christopher Lujan, who has been an active water protector for months. Watching my father become involved in the movement to protect the sacred land in North Dakota inspired me so much. I am blessed to be from a pueblo where our sacred land was given back to us after the government took it away. I have had the privilege to grow up being surrounded by sacred lands and clean water that my ancestors fought for. I feel privileged to stand with Standing Rock as they fight for their sacred lands. Um, I know it's not impossible to get land back that has been taken away. That has been my main motivation.
1: And I think that's really um, the solidarity of one thing. So for those of us or any listeners who um, have not been able to go um, to support or show solidarity in person with the water protectors in North Dakota. one thing that's been represented in the media, or at least um, you know through online venues, is this kind of like intertribal solidarity. So, um, and how you said um, from coming from um, your experience where you did have access to sacred land and water, but that did come with a fight. So, um, how is this kind of how do you see the, the kind of this intertribal um, solidarity and struggle? Together at st- coming together at Standing Rock.
2: You no, know, it really amazed me to see um, different minorities: um, Chicanos, African Americans, Native Americans. The ones who have been discriminated against the most were the ones who were finally able to unite as one. Standing Rock Sioux Tribe welcomes all walks of life. Everyone needs clean water, not only for ourselves but for future generations to come. Water isn't prejudiced. There are people there from every race and every religion, and they're there gathered in prayer um, for the main reason to protect the water.
1: And and I think, um, so this is really just such a powerful, um, a powerful representation of this kind of um, indigenous power and indigenous fight for um, sovereignty, for the right to um, access to sacred water and land. And, and, um, so going into that kind of topic, um, when you were there at the camp, um, what was kind of like the everyday kind of, um, uh, schedule or, um, and what was your experience there? And specifically, um, I think from what Michelle shared is that, were you there the night of, uh, when the water attacks happened or the water cannon attacks?
2: I was. Um, well, when I first arrived to camp, it was an unexplainable feeling of peace. Um, when we first arrived, we were greeted with a, a cleansing smudge, and we were welcomed home. Um, the camp is really magical. It's really peaceful and prayerful. Like I said before, there's people from all walks of life, and they're all gathered there in prayer. It is very sacred, and it is, very, it is a ceremonial place. It's amazing um, the energy that you feel there. Camp really is—it's alive, and you feel it when you when you first arrive there. And um,
1: and how long? You no, know, however, there? go ahead. Oh no, go go ahead.
2: You know, after um, we were there, um, two days before, we were we experienced. Um, we were able to experience all the peace and all the prayer, and you know. We, The everyday camp life, they start off camp with a morning prayer at 6.30 in the morning. Um, The announcer calls from the sacred fire and calls out everyone to come gather in prayer and reminds everyone to ask themselves why they're there. And at that sacred prayer, they pray and they remind everyone to keep prayer as a center in their life um, and as a center of camp because prayer is powerful.
1: And I think, um, and thank you for sharing, you know, your perspective being there and experiencing that um, in person. And I think, you know, there've been calls online for, um, in social media uh, for, you know, people to show support and solidarity, whether it's through, and mostly the focus is on resources, which of course are needed. And I do want to ask you about um, resources. (laughs) But um, another thing is just how, Powerful prayer is and how sacred it is um, and how that's integral to like an indigenous led movement that's happening here um, and so in terms of the resources um w- when you left, um, what was your um, what was your indication of like what people actually need so um so how can people who are not there if they could send donations or cash or what can actually help people there
2: right now um i was i'm very blessed to um have my father as my father um i come from a group of we call ourselves the Pueblo water protectors so we didn't go up there empty-handed we actually um my father built a yurt and yurts are usually um quoted from anywhere two thousand to six thousand dollars but he was able to um Make one um, for six hundred dollars um, with the use of plywood and insulation wafer boards. and um, they really need to be get winterized. So um, the the ability to send structures up there, um, they do need plywood, but one of their main things that they do need as as the winter storm has hit is firewood. And um, along with that comes um, hay bales or straw bales. Um, the surrounding states have refused to sell, um, straw bales or shipments of straw bales if they know they're going to Standing Rock. Hmm. So as I was talking with the people there, they are, um, if people know resources, local resources from their own hometown that are willing, um, to get these straw bales up there, that is one of the main resources that they do need right now.
1: Oh, thank you for sharing that and hopefully, um, podcast listeners um will be able to um show support through uh, providing some of these resources
2: um, yeah firewood firewood is definitely another um i want to emphasize that again you know they do need to stay warm
1: yeah for the for the freezing um temperatures or sub-zero kind of weather and especially um in light of uh the various attacks that have happened the, or that have been reported um yeah I was I was only there
2: for ten days and it really was not long enough. Um I plan to go back as soon as I can with more resources. Um but you know, I I can still be a water protector a thousand miles away, just like everyone else who's listening can. We do need to spread awareness and encourage others to support Standing Rock. Um, I encourage people to call our president who did promise to honor the traitors, the treaties um, when he was first elected, and who has sat silently, as many of the protectors have been harmed, as well as um, to contact the Army Corps of Engineers, who is unlawfully evicting our peaceful protectors from land that is actually rightfully theirs.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And um, yeah. And thank you. This is. We need to um, keep raising awareness, to keep pushing, um, to keep taking action in in all of these avenues to um to ensure that um the water protectors uh do have their um rights given to them and met. Um I also wanted to ask a little bit more about yourself and you mentioned uh, earlier briefly about um how you came with a group um of the water protectors in um in Taos. So can you Yeah um, um- Yesterday. You know,
2: I, I, was, I have just been inspired by my elders here, and that was something else I was able to experience at camp was the power of the youth. Um, the movement, the entire movement was actually started by the youth and is now guided by the elders, but they do work together, and the youth is the future of our world, and the elders have the knowledge of our past, and so when they unite and when they work together, their force is very powerful. And I encourage others to do the same. I encourage youth to organize and to get in touch with elders who do have passion for water rights and who are protectors of Mother Earth. And I do encourage people to to outreach and to get in touch with other people because when you are working in a group, it is a lot more easier and a lot more um, efficient. be able to go to camp, and I do encourage people who are planning to go to camp to try to outreach to someone who is already at camp, because when you arrive at camp, you don't want to um, deplete the infrastructure that's already there. They do have um, winterized camps available for people who don't have a camp, but if you can connect with someone who is already out there and just use the resources and connect so we can all succeed in this fight that we're fighting.
1: And I think, um, so, you know, thank you again for the work, all of the work that you've done. And I think in the comments that you were making about um, about the youth and the elders and, um, and you as a 22 year old um, woman, indigenous woman, um, I think this is having this kind of cultivating this intergenerational power that's always been there, but really centering these voices, you know, the, the youth, the women, the elders. Um, and I also wanted to ask um, if you've seen what have been, if you've seen um, roles of um, women specifically there or what kinds of leadership roles or actions that have been taken. Um, and then I'm wondering about this, especially um, with the baby who was born there. Um, were you there at the time that the baby was born?
2: I was, um, the camp is so big, so I wasn't able to, um, actually be present or, um, but when the baby was born, but the energy of the women is, it's very powerful. You know, we are, um, we do, we are mothers. Um, we are, we do create the future. Um, and the, the power that the camp gives the women, it's amazing, um, they do acknowledge um in a great way that we are they are leaders, and the women are mainly the ones who lead the prayerful actions you know we may been warriors, but the women um it's amazing, and I was very inspired by the the women and the strength that they carry
1: and I'm really um I'm really also inspired by um even yourself as um a 22-year-old woman and um you know have going out there and um showing your support and solidarity and now that you've returned and you said you want to go back again so um what can so how can we keep building um so now that you're 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 home but um how can we keep um you know working towards uh you know defending the helping the water protectors even at home or your home but you're going back you want to go back so um so kind of like what's the kind of longer term kind of vision that you have um or how you see um this activism kind of unfolding over a longer period of time you know, I think
2: Standing Rock is kind of um, the base, and it's the start of a, of a revolution. That nothing like this has ever been done before, and I'm I'm blessed to be a part of it. And I felt honored to be welcomed and be, to be taken into this community. Um, coming back home, it's very difficult because my heart and um, mentally, physically, emotionally, physically I'm home, but emotionally and spiritually I am in Standing Rock. And so but now that I am back home, um, I appreciate you in helping me spread awareness of what um, is going on up there. Um, but back home, you know, all I can do is really, we. I'm going to start some fundraisers. We're going to do some actions um, to help people um, become aware of what's going on. One of the main things that people can do from home is um, to defund Apple. Um There is a... An an organization, and they go by the name of Defund Apple, and they um, recommend everyone who is banking with any of the banks that are supporting Standing Rock to go and look them up. And they have a letter, and um, if everyone sends this letter and everyone defunds from these banks in a unified way, it sends a really big message. And hopefully, these banks will pull out, and that'll be one of the ways we defeat this black snake. Mm-hmm. but I do, I do believe that this movement does not stop here but mm-hmm. I do believe it is, it is the foundation for something great and we all need to support it and we all need to come together because I think a lot of people have a lot of faith in what's going on in Standing Rock because mm-hmm. no, no unification like this has happened before
1: mm-hmm. yeah and I think it's and um, how even the history of uh, from um, your tribe you know how the history of uh, having the access that all indigenous people should have, or, you know, I think they are how you're saying this can be a start of a revolution, which can mean, um, you know, even for non-indigenous people, uh, not including non-indigenous people of color, you know, the, one of the ultimate goals is sovereignty or, you know, sovereignty for indigenous people, you know, throughout the Americas. And, um, and yeah, and I think, um, just this great showing of support of you know hearing the reports um so like for example uh, I'm my parents are from Mexico and in Michoacan the indigenous group is called uh one of the indigenous groups is called the Purépechas so they also recently um had a delegation come uh to Standing Rock to you know shore su- support and that um inter solidarity and um so yeah so I think you know hearing this type of, um, solidarity and and struggle that's happening together is really powerful. Um, definitely. And, oh, and then also thank you again to follow up on your, um, how we can defund DAPL. So there's a lot of things that we can do that listeners can do. So, um, so raising that awareness, um, as you were sharing with us, you know, we can, um, divest from these um, banks or other corporations that are, you know, bankrolling or profiting from uh, Standing Rock. And um, before we close out, um, I did want to ask if you had any final thoughts or anything else that you wanted to share with us?
2: You know, um, I've it, it, I, I become very emotional just by my experience there. It, um the camp was, like I said earlier, it was amazingly and unexplainable, unexplainably peaceful. But two days after we did arrive at camp, we were um, in the action where we experienced the heat from the other side of that razor wire fence. Um, we went on the action where unarmed protectors were greeted with the tear gas, the rubber bullets, the concussion grenades, um, the water cannon and freezing temperatures. Um, but I just want to, um, tell everyone that we did remain peaceful and we did remain careful in the chaos that was created by Morgan County police. And personally, I never experienced anything like this. It it really was a war zone with only one side using lethal weapons. And I really had no idea what to do. All I could do was pray. And I want to, um, encourage everyone who's going out there and who does experience that hate not to react in hate, um, I stood by my father's side and my boyfriend's side on the front lines, and he sang um, the song that we will share with you. And I prayed. And after the smoke cleared, the the night was silent. You could feel the trauma that everyone went through. And the next few days, they were the days were filled with prayer. Um, camp wakes up and goes to sleep in prayer, and we not only pray for our brothers and sisters at camp. Um and those who, those days we were specifically praying for those who were injured mentally, um, emotionally and physically and spiritually as well. But we pray for those who are working against us and who are working against Mother Earth. And it really was healing, um, the the three four days after that. And then Thursday Thanksgiving came and um Bud mentioned um you guys were talking about Thanksgiving And as far as Thanksgiving goes, um, my experience in Standing Rock, I was able to be surrounded by people who were proud to be Indigenous, and it made me proud to be Indigenous as well. Um, The fantasy of the so-called Thanksgiving is just a reminder that our people have always been loving and kind. It's also a a reminder that we have also always been mistreated, but we pray for those who mistreat us. We are all still here, standing strong, united as one. And I'm very proud to stand with Standing Rock.
1: Those are really, really beautiful, powerful words, and thank you so much for sharing that, and um, and sharing your testimony and um, your power and your strength. And um, so we honor that. We honor you. Um, you know. So. It's, and I want to
2: thank you for for spreading this awareness and for supporting the cause as well. You know. Every, everyone helps in every way that they can, and I appreciate you putting this out there to the public. Because a lot of the time the mass media doesn't portray what it really is. A lot of the time people don't get the image of camp as a peaceful camp. We are not protesters. We are protectors.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and as I want to close, I would love um, to be able to share the song that my boyfriend composed, and I'd like to um, turn it over to him and he'd share that with you. And the rest of the world
1: we'd love that and and this is uh the song that's called water is life it is yes okay and then this is the one that's been circulating um and um can is he with there with you right now
2: yeah he is and and i'll let him introduce himself
1: okay great perfect thank you all right thank you so much hello hi Thanks for joining Hi there. us. Um,
3: uh, to... Thank you for interviewing my girlfriend.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, we appreciate um, all the the work and solidarity that you've all done. Um, can you share with us your name and the um, the inspiration for the song?
3: Yes, my name is Winterberg. I'm from the Taos Pueblo. <clears throat> and the inspiration for the song actually came for, from a moment that my girlfriend had actually asked me to be a part of this movement that she was joining, with, joining up with with her father. And she had informed me all the things that were going on in Standing Rock. And, you know, she really just kind of brought me into the picture and opened my eyes. And she um, she's the reason that I mainly made this song. She, she inspired me to help me make me and my brother Make the song for the people.
1: That's power. That's so powerful. Thank you so much, and um, yeah, we appreciate you sharing this song. Um, would you like to um, go ahead?
3: Alright. I <laughs> am <laughs> Ya ei o he, ya ei ya Up and fight. It's all right. Water is yeah, eh, oh, ah, no. hey, 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 oh, hey, Yeah. Oh Up and fight. It's all right yeah, oh, eye. Yeah, 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 oh, hey, oh, you hey. Like, yeah, oh, no, hey, hey, hey. hey, oh,
1: hey, oh, hey, I'm feeling a lot of um, emotion and um, and I think it's just that song conveys so much and uh, I really appreciate you sharing it with us and with our listeners.
3: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for your uh, Just keep up the fight.
2: Yeah. And I just want to say one last thing. I want to, um, I know it's emotional and I know it's hard, but I want to encourage everyone to stay strong and to stand strong and, um, to have faith and to always keep that prayer.
1: Thank you so much. This is just such a powerful interview, powerful song and powerful words. So, um, thank you so much, uh, Amila and also Winter Bear for sharing his song. Um, we can't wait to share this with, um, the public and the audience. Um, and we look forward to, um, continuing to build solidarity and, um, you know, being in the struggle together. So thank you both so much.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Water is life.
1: Water is life. (laughs) All right. Um, We could go ahead and um, let you go. So um, thank you again. And we wish you um, a restful night. And um, we'd love to follow up with you um, when you go back to the camp as well.
2: Awesome. Blessings to you and everyone you work with as well. And I look forward to connecting with you in the future.
1: Beautiful. Same as well. Um, all right. So we'll talk to you um, hopefully soon.
0: Okay. We'll see you. All right. Thank you for listening to our episode. Uh, we wanted to conclude with a reminder to you all that you can stand in support and in solidarity with the Water Protectors wherever you may be, you don't have to be in North Dakota uh, to support and stand in solidarity. You can get connected to local organizers. If you plug in, you know, hashtag no in your city, I'm sure many events will pop up and that's an easy way to, to get connected and to be in community during this time.
1: And our announcement that we have is um, about the Chicana Moth Work Anthology, so um, especially after the election and the actions happening at Standing Rock. Um, so again, we want to bring the focus to Mothers of Color and um, Social Justice. What are those intersections? So this is what we're looking for in um, the Chicana Moth Work Anthology. So. Um, Our abstracts are due December 15th, 2016. We'd love to read your submissions. And um, you can send your submission to gganamotherwork at gmail.com. And as always, you can follow us on uh, SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook. And thank you all for listening. Uh, Sending much love and solidarity.